Do you and your friends have really good conversations? Do you guys talk about making a podcast after every good combo? Well, this is your sign to go ahead and make that podcast. Spotify is a platform that makes it so easy to make your podcast. You can even earn money. And in this economy, multiple streams of income is the goal. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter how much equipment you have, as long as you have a phone and internet, you can start creating today. Once you start creating, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Hi, y'all. My name is Denasia, and I am a 22-year-old type A black girl from Las Vegas who just moved to New York City last year to work for L'Oreal as a financial analyst. Hey, y'all. My name is Faith, and I'm a 23-year-old type A black girl from AZ living in Denver, working remotely for Cisco as a business analyst. Season 5 is here, and we cannot wait to share more about our personal lives, working big girl jobs, relationships, and life in general as type A black girls. Hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of season six of Type A Black Girls. Hi guys, what's up? Um, so before we jump into today's episode, we wanted to give a couple key reminders. I feel like we're in class and like the teacher would give you like daily reminders. But anyway, um, we have a book club. If you guys haven't listened before, if you're new here, it's called One of Us is Lying. That's our book for this season. Make sure to join our group me. Um, you can find it in the the bio of this of this actual episode and also our Instagram, um, where you can actually see a book club section of our group me. So you can actually keep up with updates. But we also posted a reading schedule on our book club on like a book club breakdown on our Instagram. So if you have any questions, feel free to DM us. But we have a free PDF, all the resources you need, girl. We got it. You yeah. want it, we have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure y'all are reading. I know it's hard to stay accountable with the book club. <laughs> like I've been known to read it the night before, but I'm yeah. really actually trying to like stay on pace. So hopefully y'all are too. Um, and our first meetup is actually August 27th. So we'll probably send out a Zoom link about a week before or pretty soon. So you guys can join and we can talk about it. We'll spend like an hour discussing what we think about part one of the book. Um, and also we want to remind you guys to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we're sitting at 132 subscribers and we're trying to get to a 200. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you want to actually see our faces today and we have a lovely guest, so you need to see her face too. So make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube channel. And this episode, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple is also available on YouTube. Um, so all the announcements out the way. Okay. Let's get into today's episode. Um, we have a lovely guest, Faith, I'll let you introduce her. Yes, so this is the lovely Jaden Robertson. I met her before freshman year. I got an email from some people and were like, oh, do you want to go to a black camp called Sankofa? Mind you, I ain't never heard the term before. I was like, I don't know, but I do want to see what the campus looks like. So I go and it like, to this day, everybody from Sankofa, everybody's close. Like no beef, like maybe beef during, but after like it never, you know, it never gave, like it was never that deep. It was just like, we're new. It kind of, it kind of gave Love Island a little bit, depending on, you know, who, who was coupling up, who was the fine black guy. Cause that was a few. Not going to hold you. Our, our class, our Sankofa class was, <laughs> you know, so, um, yes, we met Jaden and, you know, the topic of this, um, episode is being a mom in your twenties. And I will say she had Instagram shook a little bit because. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you introduce your your story, and I will do my little ad libs on how I felt about the whole situation. <laughs> yes. So, hi everyone. My name is Jaden Roberson. Um, I am from Phoenix, and yes, Faith and I actually met 
um, right before freshman year started out a program called Sankofa. Um, Faith has always been super easygoing and like super friendly. So I'm just so happy that we're still friends to this day. Like she said, a lot of the people that we met from Sankofa, we all stayed friends with. So it's just so fun to see each other like on our journeys as we continue to grow. So yeah, but yes, I'm 23 and I'm a baby mom. I'm a baby mom now, y'all. <laughs> I'm a mother, no drama. No, but um, yes, I am a new mom. I have a 10 month old, her, ma- her name is Miss Riley. Um, but yeah, so I will say for a minute, I did kind of go under the radar, um, wasn't saying too much. Um, it was honestly right before graduation too. So I was just getting my stuff in order for school. And then that month, that first, like that first month of the semester, which was January, I found out I was pregnant. So I was just trying to push through to get school started and then, you know, have this baby. But um yeah, I think the way that I announced it was pretty shocking to everyone. After a few months, after I waited, like, after my first trimester, I decided to do a gender reveal video where I had my closest friends try to guess the baby's gender. And then at the end, her dad and I bit into a cupcake that showed if it was pink or blue. And yeah, everyone was just shook. So <laughs> we're just like, cap out the bag. So yeah, that's how I made my announcement and had Instagram shook. <laughs> Girl, I got on Instagram and like, I know everybody who ever like, if you have a friend or a mutual that has had a baby in the time that we've like, we're babies. That is what I feel like. Everybody's like, did you see? Like, da, 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 da. And at the time, one of my closest friends, she was also in Sinkhole. Was Natasha in Sinkhole? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, my memory sucks. Yeah. (laughs) I I took Natasha like. Did you see who had a baby? And she's like, who? And I'm like, Jaden had a baby. And she's like, what? So then I sent her the video. And like, I feel like this is a very, this is like a canon event for like mutuals and friends that yeah. aren't close enough to know, you know? It, I was just like, oh my gosh. And then, and then the baby popped out. And I was like, <laughs> I love this baby. I was just telling my boyfriend, I was like, the only people, the only babies that give me baby fever or my one of my Sankofa friends' babies, Riley, and my little sister's um, sister, who's Maya. Like those are the only two babies that consistently give me baby fever. So anytime you post her, I'm like, Frick, let me keep on taking my birth control because I'm like you, you got me. Like every post, just know I'm like, yeah, I love her. So yeah, um, love that baby. She is the cutest. I love baby content, and I love like knowing like that they have good moms so I'm just really happy to have you on here and like I can just tell you guys have a really fun relationship especially like you and your Kiana like oh or Kiara Kiara Kiana yeah yes um the best friend like the auntie vibe like oh frick I love it so um so funny thing me and Kiara live in the same apartment complex and she literally lives in the unit right above me all we have to do is just walk up the stairs and I'm at her door um and she just walked in right before we had this we started this podcast and she's like can I take Riley I'm like girl take her take her so she's not in the background like take her I'm sure take her (laughs) best fairy god monkey ever so like (laughs) oh that is I love that oh I can't I was literally I was I made a tweet and I was like I can't wait to have a baby simply because like I can't wait to see how well my the aunties are going to love on them, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, that just gives me a reason for all my friends to be in one space. Um, and I have – I only have long-distance friends. So I'm, like, selfishly, I want all my friends to be there, but I want them to celebrate, you know, the the, the celebration of life. Yes. You know? So yeah. – and Nami's and like, hey, like, I got a text from my boy. Like, you got something to tell me? And I was like, no, I was just saying. I'm excited to have, have a baby. <laughs> not, not the Twitter ops. Like <laughs> – 
like what like i'm like who who like anyway anyways let's go ahead and get to rosebud and thorn before we get into more of Jaden's wonderful mommy story um um i about to say mom Jaden, what is your rbt of the week so I had to put a lot of thought into this because I'm like, okay, what's something good that happened to me this week? It was just stress this week, okay? But I found some little pieces to think be appreciative. Um, so my rose, um, for those who don't know, I am a dancer. Um, I really focus on hip hop. So, but it's been a while since I've danced after having a baby, just simply because, you know, I really want to enjoy being a mom and like I hadn't had the time to go out and, you know, explore my hobbies so um but I just got booked for one of my first dance gigs since postpartum yeah I'm just super excited I've been making my way back in the dance scene and I was just super excited that I was thought about and you know asked to be part of this so that's my rose um for my bud okay so I hate that I'm doing it like this because it's just like girl tell us what it is but I don't want to give too many details but let's just say that I am starting something very major this week and by the end of next year I will have accomplished something very big and I'm just super excited so I I don't want to give away too many details because it's like you know like you want to just like focus on it without people being like oh like how's it going like that and I'm like leave me alone like you know so that's something I'm looking forward to um and my thorn it might not be a big deal to everybody else, but it's a big deal to me. But <laughs> I've been waiting on um, a package for like the past two weeks now. And you know when you're just so excited to get something? I have been waiting on this package for two weeks. Like that's just enough for me. Um, but I just moved into a new apartment. So I forgot that Period. you had to- Oh yeah, you know, mommy thing. My apartment the day of my birthday. So happy birthday to me. So oh, really? This sounds like a lot of roses. <laughs> Actually, I should have that up. That's a good one. <laughs> But um, me being irresponsible, I completely forgot to update my address, my mail- mailing address. And then also there's a green slip that's in your mailbox that shows like, oh, this apartment's not vacant anymore. So mm-hmm. they had delivered the package, but I got an email saying that they sent it back to the sender because my apartment was marked as vacant. So I'm like, no, not two months. I can't do this. Like, Oh, my God. Um, yeah, that is my thorn, but it'll come. I updated my address. I got them to ship it back out, no charge. I was like, listen, it's been a hard week, so. Take it. I'll take <laughs> I was going to say, because most of the time they'd be charged or resend it. So the fact right. that you got out there with, with free 99 is yeah. a win to me. <laughs> that part. Um, but thank you so much, moms. Um, that's kind of how we reference each other. Sweets, moms, kind of, you know. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the questions because I'm very excited for this topic. We did an episode last season talking about do we want to be moms in our 20s? And we were talking about like when we want to have kids, like our reservations about having kids, how we were raised, like how we want to raise our kids. So um, I was like, oh my gosh, when we were thinking about like who to have on for guests, I was like, we need to have a mom on. But we need to have a mom our age, you know, because like, I feel like the girlies are having kids, you know, just because we're not having kids at this time doesn't mean the girlies aren't having kids. And it's like, that's real. And we like to have different point of views on this pod. Um, And so I'm just very glad. I'm just really, really glad you're on. So let me go ahead and get into the first question. So Jaden, did you always want kids? Um, yes, I have 100% always wanted kids. Um, so I come, a very, come from a very big family. Um, I have nine siblings in total. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm literally living cheaper by the dozen. And on top of that, I have a million nieces and nephews. So um, I've always been surrounded by children. And um, just the idea of like having my own family has always been something special to me. So yes, 100%. I've always wanted kids. Oh, 
that sounds amazing. Cheaper <laughs> by the Dozen was my favorite movie as a kid. Still good movie, like Cheaper by the Dozen two specifically, the one with Hillary Duff. Okay, I love that one. And I feel like having a big family, like I feel like it makes holidays more exciting. It just makes like the family experience feel like it's like oh wow, like this is a trailer van filled of kids, and it feels right. like we're all one unit, you know. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I also come from girl. I got four, five. I have seven siblings, and mm-hmm. so I always, I always forget it because I, ha- I have, I had a sister that passed away. So I'm like, eh, sometimes I count her, sometimes I don't. But mm-hmm. yeah, I basically have seven siblings, and but it's weird because not no, I'm basically a only child because I is nothing. Um, what is it? Not same mom, not same dad. Right, right. Oh, yeah. So, like, is that similar to how yours is? Yeah. So, my three younger brothers, I mean, my two younger brothers, we have the same mom and dad. I have four adopted siblings. And then I have three brothers that have different dads. But, you know, like, you just don't count that. It's just oh, like, no. I, yeah. I never saw my siblings at half siblings. I, I've never even, I didn't even know that was a thing I until. Thing until someone told me, like, oh, so like, that's your half brother. I'm like, what's a half brother? Me addressing my mom, what's a half brother? <laughs> not my real brother like what what is this no this is real like I grew like the bond I don't like the bond that me and hope and me hope and joy have like growing up in the same household like you can't change that like not that I'm glad that we don't have same the same dad but like we all have very individual personalities and it's like okay one clash to let me go to the other one to be friends with them for a few minutes you know (laughs) I, I really, I really did enjoy that dynamic, you know, learning who my siblings are now mm-hmm. as adults because they're like long lost because I didn't really grow up with them. Right. has been definitely a time. Yeah. Um, but like in your, in your adulthood, you kind of figure out like who you want to actually engage with. And those, a lot of, a lot of the people in that, in that um, group are my siblings. Yeah. I'm like, you- That's funny that you say that because we have like similar situations. I did forget to mention, I have three sisters by my dad who I just recently like connected with but we're super close now it's just like wow like I just love that bond of like just having such a big family and like being able to get together like we haven't been apart for so long you know so mm-hmm. no no yeah. no yeah uh, Plus, it's like it. as you get older I feel like you actually see your siblings as people because yeah. the longest I'm like I didn't even like my sister for example like she started college and started making her own friends and doing her own thing and I was like I've been forgetting you have a whole life you're not just a side character in mine like what you you're you're your own main character so it's really crazy to see your siblings grow up too and be like wow like you're your own person because for the longest it's just like oh there you go Kayla you know like like you know like you're beefing with your siblings as you grow up or like there's differences and stuff but like realizing that they have their own lives separate to you is an insane realization because I'm like mm-hmm. wow. right it, it's, it's hard to figure out because I'm like hope like she has her own salon that she goes to every single day like right her life is so much different and then joy like she's getting paid to run track like I didn't get paid to go to school like this that's so and like she has to be in the gym she has to be on that track like that wasn't my college experience and she's telling me and I'm like oh like so you have friends because for the longest she did for the longest I was like I mean to this day I'm like I'm so glad you have a personality because for the longest it was Netflix and track like she would just be in the back of a car, just watch her Vampire Diaries. Like just, hey, my treacherous little twin. Cause me too, girls. <laughs> Vampire Diaries, Teen Wolf, and Pretty Little Liars got me through some tough times. Like Pretty Little Liars, Pretty Little Liars. Pretty like little liars. Yeah, yeah, me and Spencer, we one of the same. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got tired every Tuesday um, for ABC Family. I was like, 
who is A? I got time. Wait, like ten different A's. It just made me mad. Like no, no. The best reveal was when Ezra was A. I don't know if y'all remember that specific season. Oh. That reveal to this day, I remember like running around the house, like yelling, talk. <laughs> My mom like, girl, like go. Sit. She probably just got off a long work shift, and I'm like yeah. yelling about A. But that season, if you know, you know. When Ezra was A, and when Mona was revealed as A, those were the top A reviews. Top one. Because when they start introducing the dollhouse stuff, I was like, now things are getting a little weird. I don't know. I didn't like all that. But Ezra, yeah, that, that was the one. <laughs> they did they did their thing with that. They did. That's when they started being freeform. But, um, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. Yeah. Um, but, um, but oh, when, yeah, so I feel like I've always seen videos on TikTok or even YouTube where like you just have people like reacting to when they first saw their positive test and they're like, oh my God. And it's like a lot of feelings and emotions. So can you just like walk us through how you felt when you saw that positive test? Yeah, honestly, I feel like my only emotion that I can really remember was just complete and total shock. Like I just sat there with my jaw so forth. So I actually didn't find out I was pregnant through a pregnancy test though. Um, I had decided to go to urgent care because I was just feeling a little under the weather and like, I could just tell that something was off. And like, usually I'm just like, I'll just go to urgent care to see if like, maybe I'm getting a cold. And on top of that, I was like scheduled to get my routine, like STD and STI check. So that's why they had to check for pregnancy just in case I had one, like they have to put me on their correct medicine. Um, so yeah, I went to urgent care just thinking like, oh, I'm just probably getting a little sick. Let me just get tested and everything like that, you know, whatever. Um, and like my period was actually supposed to come that week. Um, so my initial thought wasn't like I was pregnant or anything. It was just like, oh, I'm just getting like, I'm just getting sick, you know? But um, yeah, so the nurse like, you know, did my urine sample and everything like that, went into the other room. I can hear her laughing and cackling with the patient next to me. So I'm like, oh, we're chilling. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm about to go home. They're just telling me like I'm sick or something, you know? Um, she walks in the room and she's like, so you're pregnant. And I'm just like, no warning. No. Oh, and what was funny was that day I was wearing a hat and I remember lifting up my hat as if that was going to change what she just said. Like, I was just like, let me check my hearing first. I was like, what did you say? And she was like, yeah, you're pregnant. I just ran the test twice. Um, it came back positive very quickly. She's like, I would say that you're probably like four to six weeks, maybe. And I just remember, like, I didn't speak. I feel like everything just went silent. And my jaw was on the floor for, like, 10 minutes. Like, literally 10 minutes. Um, I did shed, like, a quick tear. Like, not because I was sad. I was just like, like, wow. Like, I'm pregnant. Shock. What? Literally. And honestly, I will say I was in denial because after leaving urgent care, I went to Walgreens and picked up some more pregnancy tests. Because, like, there's no way. There's no way. Why did I soon, as soon as I peed on that stick, close the cap, pregnant. Didn't even wait any minutes, nothing. And I was like, nah, no, this is not it. This is not right. This can't be. So I think my initial reaction was just that I was really shocked. I was in denial for a couple seconds, but I was just like, wow, like, this is crazy. Like, it's such a life-changing event. So it's just like, when it hits you like that, it's just like, oh my gosh, like, what? Yeah, especially when you didn't suspect it. I feel like that's the part. Oh. You didn't, you weren't at Walgreens buying a test first. Like, yeah. you went in thinking you had a cold and it's like, surprise, baby. Yeah, literally. I was just like, you know, I've been exhausted. Like, I can just feel like my immune system was really low. Um, I wasn't like nauseous or anything like that. So that's why I was like, yeah, I'm not pregnant. Like, and like I said, my period was supposed to come that week. So I was like, I wasn't really stressing about it. So it really just hit me, like, just hit me. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I, well, this isn't a question on the list, but who was when you like, when you like got that confirmation or whatever, like, were you on FaceTime with somebody? Like, who was the first person you told? 
Okay, so I, her, the first person I told was her dad. Like, I, I had texted him, like, hey, I'm going to urgent care. Um, so he knew I was at urgent care, but I was like, I was like, call me right now. It's an emergency ASAP. Because, like, he can't have his phone because he's at work. And, like, he doesn't usually check his phone. But just suddenly he just decided to check his phone. So he called me, and I'm just like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, what are you saying? Like, what are you saying? I'm like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, okay, Jaden, calm down. He was like, I'm about to leave work. I'm about to come right now. His was kind of boring, but when I called my best friend, you know, Kiara, Kiara was the first person I called. I was like, Kiara, she's at work. So she's like, Jaden, what are you calling me for? I'm at work. She works at his preschool, so she can't really be on the phone. You know, she has to be watching the kids. Oh, yeah. let me not get her in trouble. She didn't answer the phone. Nah, but she didn't answer. She didn't answer. I called her and I was like, Kiara, like, I'm pregnant. Like, I'm crying. And she's like, Jaden, I'm at work right now. It's not time for jokes. Like, she was just getting mad. She's like, you better not be playing with me. Because, like, she's like, you know how you tell your best friend, like, I'm pregnant. Like, just be funny. I was like, Kiara, like, I'm not playing. She's like, I'm not kidding, Jaden. I'm like, bro, I'm literally pregnant. Like, I'm not playing. And she's just like, oh. And she's like, Jaden, what? Are you kidding me? She's like, send me a pregnancy test right now. And, like, yeah, her reaction was really funny because she was really trying to fight me. Like, girl, I'm at work right now. Why are you trying to play on my phone? And I'm like, I'm not a pregnant woman. Yeah, literally, like. So yeah, her her reaction was really funny. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Oh my gosh. Wait, so I give how you long did you wait to like tell your mom or your parents? I feel like that's the part that scares me the most. Yes. It's like, how right. am I gonna tell my mom I've been having sex? You know, like Hey. No, so my mom, I like I we talked about it because we were like, okay, like when do we wanna tell our parents? I I wasn't scared to my mom because at the end of the day, like my mom and I have that had that relationship where it's like no matter what I tell her, she's gonna always you know be there for me, accept and support me, whatever decision I choose to make. Period point blank. So I wasn't scared. I just was still trying to accept the fact that I was pregnant. I was like, wait, like should I? I was like, once I tell my mom, like it's for real, like it's not a joke. Like you know when you tell like like once I tell my mom on you, like it's over, like done with. Like once I tell my mom this, like I'm for real about this. Like I'm literally having a baby. Um, but I actually was so emotional that day I was just like I need my mom like I need to talk to her like right now so I actually called her up and I was like hey I'm gonna come over right now and she's like oh I'm taking your brother to practice I was like can you guys wait for me like I want to come with you she's over here like Jaden like we can't wait I'm like can you guys wait it's important I have to talk to you so we dropped my brother off at practice and surprise so she's waiting 40 minutes she's like what do you have to talk to me about and like oh she's like mom like I don't know how, you, how I'm gonna tell you this or I don't know how you're gonna take it but I was just like I'm pregnant and she was like oh that's it and I was like <laughs> yeah, like, you're just chill. <laughs> like, and she was like, girl, I don't know what you're trying to tell me. But she was like, okay, like, it's okay. Like, you have a great support system. Like I said, I already knew my mom's gonna be supportive. So telling her was just cool. And everything. I don't know why I was so scared to tell his parents, but his mom was literally crying tears of joy. Like, talking about, I'm so happy it's you. Da, 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 da. I'm like, girl, oh my gosh. <laughs> so telling like parents and family, like, it was actually really fun. Like I never, I didn't have any negative reaction. My siblings were like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like, cause it's just like our sister, like she's having a baby, like what? So I had, I had great, you know, reactions from my friends and family. Oh, that's so good. That's good. That's good. I love that. Like your mom be like, that's it. Yeah. That's she was stretched. Yeah. Like, girl, what are you not talking to me the whole car ride, whole 40 minutes? Cause we were in Phoenix. So we had to drive 40 minutes to surprise. She's like, why can't you just tell me right now? I was like, mom, like just wait till they shunned out the car. My youngest brother. Cause I was like, I don't want them to know. Actually, when I told my two youngest brothers who I'm closest to, they're like, bro, like you're lying. Cause I, I played the pregnancy prank on them all the time. And they're like, I don't believe it until I see it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Here you go. 
Yeah. I'll put it on a stick right in front of you. Like, they, didn't even, they didn't even believe it then because they're like, it's fake. Like, it's fake, Jaden. You've done this too many times. I'm like the girl who cried wolf, for real. So I'm like, all right. Just yeah. wait for the bump. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Don't tell y'all. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Um, well, getting more and so more into, like, how the after the baby was born, like, how did having Riley change your perspective on life as a whole? Um. So one thing that her dad um, has always said that I've really just kept with me is just that having a kid is just another opportunity to feel like a kid again. And it's, that's just so true because mm-hmm. you get to look like you get to look at life within like a perspective, like of a child. And it makes you really appreciate the little things so much more. Um, I think it's so beautiful. Like when my daughter just is so intrigued by like the snap of a finger or when she pulls her hair and it's like super long and like it's like coily and so it's like bouncing and stuff like that and it's just so cute it just makes you really appreciate the little things in life that you don't really take two seconds to think about you know oh mm-hmm. wow i what? feel like also having a kid it might be an opportunity to kind of like give your kid the childhood you wish you wanted also mm-hmm. like you know like you now have like almost like a do-over not necessarily but like through them you have a chance to kind of give them whatever you wanted or if something like happening your childhood that you don't want to happen to them like you come in with that knowledge of it too 100 oh my gosh that's amazing i i love riley so i'm just i'm just i just <laughs> love hearing about her so hey i'm, I'm really just enjoying you this know, episode. i'm so blessed when i say that riley has just been the easiest and like most bubbliest baby she like it's just it's just crazy like she has been such a great baby like she has made this experience for me super easy super fun and you know i just got lucky <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they say like a peaceful pregnancy equals a peaceful baby though sometimes like you know like lie. i was stressed i'm not gonna lie really yeah. what was like what was the hardest part for you like having a baby even postpartum too because postpartum scares me more than having the baby i'm not gonna lie like um, what was that like i feel like pregnancy the hardest part was just controlling my emotions because i'm already emotional as it is so like if i was angry you're gonna know you're gonna know sweetheart i don't know what it was but your hormones are just like on 1100 so I feel like controlling my emotions because like I would get super emotional. I get super angry really fast or super annoyed. And then on top of that, I was pregnant in the summer too. So you know how this Arizona heat is. Ooh. It, it was just too much. When you have that belly and everything like that, you don't want to go anywhere. It's too hot to do anything. I had to go to my midwife appointments. I'm just like, whatever, stress. So I think that was like the hardest part for me was just like dealing with my emotions and like dealing with the summer heat. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I I just imagine 150 degree weather with a belly and I just, I really felt for you in that moment because I know he was fighting for your life. Yeah, I'm fighting for my life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I know we talked about the hardest part, but what's been the best part about having a kid in your early 20s? Um, I feel like the best part is just having the energy to keep up with the little girl. Like <laughs> she is so active and I just can't even imagine being older than what I am trying to chase after her or trying to prevent her from picking up any little crumb and putting it in her mouth. Um, but also just having the energy to, you know, just like do activities with her, like outside of the house, you know, like I said, it is hot outside. So you have to have like a lot of patience and like trying to get her in the car and everything like that, get her to calm down, but just having the energy to do everything with her. Oh yeah. Yeah. My mom was big on like, she was big on cheap things for, cause for people like you're not paying for that so we would go to cabela's 
and I had time of my life. No <laughs> we were playing the games without any money. We were looking at the little uh, dead animal museums. We were just walking around. I'm talking about hours in Cabela. In Cabela's, yeah. like it's crazy. Like, and those are like core memories that me and my sisters have together. Like, we were having a grand time. But like in Arizona specifically, you have to find indoor activities for children, right. like the library. Granted, we have ruined a few library books and probably every <laughs> single library in Phoenix because we moved all the time. But like library visits and Cabela's were like a, a core part of my memory that are a core part of my childhood memory yeah. that I really loved spending time with my mom and my siblings. Right. Yeah. Uh, Girl, for me, it was Bass Pro Shop. We loved us some Bass Pro Shop. I, my dad, he don't even fish. Like, I really don't know why we was in there, but like. We, between that and, like, like literally just going to the beach, because for a couple of years we lived in Hawaii, so, like, my mom would literally just take us to the beach and let us run around, and we would burn all our energy, and she'd be so happy because we'd go right to sleep at home. So, like, between the beach and Bass Pro Shop, I don't know what it was at Bass Pro Shop, but, like, we would just look at the fish food. We'd be like, get that one. We don't even fish. So, I'm like, we looking at the, at the um, what's the things you throw in the water? Bait. Yeah, the bait. We'd be like, oh, yeah, get the worms, get the worms. I don't think my dad even ever bought the worms, but like, I think you could just really realize that kids are so easily fascinated. I feel like it's easy to keep them occupied as long as you find like their niche. Like if you know they like that, it's like, okay, I'm going to stick with that. You're going to do that every weekend now. <laughs> every weekend. It don't, got no, it don't cost no money. And I'm starting to get a little bit more fun now that she's older because we can take her to do different activities. Because I mean, I will say like, you know, like from newborn to like maybe like eight months, like you can't really do much with them except for like, you know, find like little toys that can help with their development and everything. But like we've been planning to like go to the zoo with her and stuff, like just for her to like look at the different animals that she's never seen, you know. Um, But like as she gets older, like doing more outside activities and like, you know, finding things that she can get active with. Uh, That sounds good. This sounds like fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to go to the zoo. Like I said, like, you know, just having a kid just makes you feel like a kid again. Like, yeah. 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 I like, mean, we are trying to heal our inner child in our 20s. Yeah. So I feel like it's like yeah. a double whammy. Like, you're healing your inner child and you're trying to make sure your child has the best childhood in life that you yeah. can provide for her. Yeah, 100%. Oh, love. Like, for you, like, I mean, out of all your friends, I don't know if any of them also have, have a child, but how do you feel like? your friendships have changed now that you're like the friend with the kid like all all, all your friends happy to be aunties like how is that working out so I'm just speaking from my personal experience because I know it's not the same for everybody but a lot of my friendships have actually gotten a lot stronger since I've had Riley um honestly when I say that God has really just placed the like most perfect people in my life I don't say that lightly at all um my friends are always like checking in with me um, making sure that I feel included, whether that be like just inviting me places and they're like, bring the baby, like bring the baby. And when I do bring the baby, they're like, girl, go in the pool, like go chill out and like go watch the baby. Like they've always been super involved. Like at, once I announced that I was pregnant, everyone that said that they were going to be involved have been involved. So mm-hmm. I'm just, it just makes me emotional sometimes. But like they've, I really have the greatest friends. Like they have been super involved, love being Riley's aunts and uncles, you know, always checking in. So. I feel like our friendships have gotten a lot stronger. Oh, I love that. Because that's not everybody's story. It's not. Because I I mean, I definitely like have heard of stories of people like being feeling like their friends have shunned them after having a baby. So it's like, okay, we can't do anything with you. But like, like I said, Kiara, she was just like, can I come take Riley? Girl, take her, please. Like, she's (laughs) like, she loves being an auntie. She's like, can I just take her for a little bit? Like, she'll ask to babysit. And I'm like, sure. Like, go ahead. (laughs) I'll take it. I I will take you babysitting anytime. Right. It's expensive. I know, because I was one. Yeah. Like, 
few hours. Yeah. Like, dang, this is like a this it's, is this. It's a little tiring. Yeah. Plus, oh I feel like if honestly, realistically, if like your friends are like, like, let's say you have a baby and then they shun you or they're like, oh, what are we going to do now? They weren't really true friends. Because if the only thing we can do is like just go out and yeah. drink and I'm pregnant, I can't drink. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're not hanging out with me. It's like that wasn't really a true friendship because we should yeah. be able to do other things outside of that and still have fun. You know? Right. I know. I remember being, I remember being pregnant on my birthday and like last year I did like a birthday on a budget and like we went to Chili's and I was like, I just want to watch my friends get drunk off margaritas. I'm going to just sit there and just watch y'all. But like, when I say like, I felt so included, like they did not leave me out once. Like they're like, girl, take this mocktail. Like, I'm like okay. Like, <laughs> so they were super supportive. And like, like I said, they, they never made me feel like I was like, you know, ostracized for having a kid, you know? Yeah. yeah oh, I love good. that. That's right. good. You have a community. You have a Listen, I what have the best village there is. Whatever you think, you think more, because we have the best village. We have such a support system. Like it's just like I said, we're just blessed. Oh, love! Man. I'm so glad. Like manifesting I'm- that for real for when all of us have kids. Because like realistically, I've been thinking like, okay, if I ever have a child, I want to make sure I'm near family and friends at yeah. least in some capacity. Because I feel like raising a kid or just having a family in general without your people around. Sounds like hell. Like you're just yeah. kind of isolated, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I think one thing that got me is like I had a couple friends that were out. Of, like they just moved out of state after school ended, and they literally flew back just to come see me and Ryan. I'm like, wow. Like that just it just goes to show like how much like they value our friendship and like you know value like being a part of her life. So it, like I said, it gets me emotional. So don't get me started. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um. Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. I'm I'm so excited that I, we had we're having you on. Um, what's a piece of advice you'd give to a young new mom? Okay, so this is something that I took away from my mom. Um, so first and foremost, there's there's no such thing as being a perfect mom. Like you're gonna have your mistakes, you're gonna have your mess ups. Um, but the thing that I took from my mom is that you become a great mom the day that you're that you find out you're pregnant and you start that planning process. So your first thing is like, okay, I have to call an OB, find a midwife, um, schedule appointments to see the baby's developing correctly. Um, I have to change my diet, change my habits, what foods are going to benefit the baby and benefit their development. Um, So as soon as you put that first thought into your head about, okay, how can I ensure this child is uh, healthy and happy the day that they're born? You're just already a a great mom. So, you know, don't strive to be this perfect mom because, you know, like you're not going to, you're not going to get that. You're going to stress yourself out even more. So yeah yeah did you feel feel like like you were very maternal before you had a child or do you feel like that instinct like kicked in once you had Riley because I feel like some people are already like natural born mothers if you can Mm -hmm. say that versus some people are like oh like I feel like I I felt it when I actually had my kid yeah so like going back to like me telling you guys that I had a lot of siblings like I already knew that I had that maternal instinct but I do 100% agree that like it really does kick in when you're a mom like you just, you just know, you just know certain things, you know, why your baby's crying, you know, why they're upset or like, you know what they need in that moment. So it definitely does kick in like 100%. But like I said, I did already have that motherly, like, like love. Cause I had so many siblings already nieces and nephews that I just, you know, kind of like grew up with. So, but yeah, 100% it's going to kick in. Like, don't worry about it. Not cause the, literally the day that they're born, like it's going to kick in. You're going to want to hold them. They're going to, they're going to know that you're their mom. You're just going to, it's just, it's just, it's natural. It's easy. Oh. That's that's really reassuring. Sometimes I'm like, I feel like I'm not as maternal as I should be. And I'm like, does this mean it's just going to come later? Or like, what, what, what am I waiting for? Yeah. 
It definitely will come. Yeah. And even if it doesn't, it just takes time because, you know, it's hard. Like I said, you're going through a lot of emotions. Your hormones are changing all the time. So it's okay, like, that you don't feel it right away. But I promise you, you're going to get it. Like, it's going to kick in. <laughs> oh, yay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited. Um, what are some things that you've learned that you didn't know before having a kid that's been a tremendous help? Um, I say reaching out to moms in the family, um, your community, your local community, um, and utilizing all the resources that they have to offer. Um, I feel like I received like the best advice from moms that I had around me and like that were in my circle. And they always like provided me with like the great, like with great information and resources, like, oh, like you can go here for this certain thing. You can go there to get like certain things or you can like call these people to help you provide with like food and stuff like that. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing that I wanted to mention that kind of goes with like the piece of advice is just, um, it's especially for like my believers, but like one thing that my mom has told me is like, God is going to equip you with all of the resources that you need. Um, especially if you're making an effort to dedicate that child back to God and you know, have the intentions uh, to train them in knowing who he is, like, you're going to be okay. Like, you're going to be okay. And I feel like that has always been, like, so reassuring to me. And it's always been so helpful because I'm, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm making sure that she has the knowledge of who he is. Growing up, even going now, like, growing her now, like, reading her biblical stories and books and stuff like that. Just having that intention, like, I just feel like I've already been provided with such great resources because of that. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love like that. the Bible stories, like growing up, like absolutely. Like I those were veggie like, Oh <laughs> my gosh. Bible man? Did you ever watch Bible Man? No, my brother, oh my gosh. They had he had the book, like the actual like yeah, yeah story book. Gotcha. Girl, we <laughs> had the Bible for kids. Them stories used to scare me a bit. I'd be like, what you mean the ark? Like I used to be stressed out as a kid. And now I'm like, I'm so glad my mom like started us off like like with little like, you know, tidbits. And then we got into like the real deep, like what God, like what what it means and like what it means to be a believer and what it means to like have Christ in your life. Because as a kid, like wrapping your head around that, I feel like as long as you do it in micro doses first and they've like already been exposed to it, it makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, being extremist, you just go to the like, the the greatest of the greats like oh my gosh like how did he build his ark like he yeah. was in the water like he got the two cockroaches like you know the right i'm, I'm like the best like bible uh bible teachers because they would like make the stories just sound so crazy like what he did what he was walking on water what don't play with me like did what see they, they <laughs> so animated with the stories where it got you intrigued so it's like you remember those little things you know so i really enjoyed that as a kid and it's like my grandma instilled that into me so like that's something that i took from her that i want to instill into riley you know building that love for god and like building that interest in what he who he is and like what he did like you know so yeah, yeah. I oh, agree. That's, that's absolutely amazing. Um, Growing up with a God-fearing family. Right. Yeah. Okay, um, but moms, we have, it's crazy I just called you moms, because we have advice from our own moms that we wanted to yes. include in this. Um, so Faith, if you want to go first, like, what does your mom think about having kids in her early 20s? What advice would she have wanted? And like, what, what did she kind of learn as she grew up with you guys too? Yeah. So my mom, um, had me at 21. Um, I, it, it was so crazy because I was like, mom, like, how did you, how did you tell grampy? That's my grandpa. How do you tell my, how do you tell grampy like that you had a kid? And she was like, I wrote him a letter and, and put him, put it in his room and I just waited. And he, mind you, I'm a pastor's kid and a pastor's grandkid. So like, me too. This is, 
Yeah. We're twins. I never knew that. We yeah. had a lot of siblings and a lot of church yeah, history. A lot in common. Like. A lot. That's probably why we kind of worked. Because, yeah. I mean, anytime it was like, hey. But, um, yeah, she said he, he got it. He went in her room, and he was like, he told her the story of David and Goliath. And he was like, this is going to be a battle. And you're going to have to, you know, like, win it. And, he, and she was like, I don't want to go to church. And he's like, you're going to be on the, fr- on the front row because, like, you did it. So, you know, you, you, you're going to sit there. And I was like, that is so intense. Like, with all of the emotions of being pregnant, saying you have to sit on the first row at church. Because, like, that, like, having a child. I was born out of wedlock. Hope, hope and serenity were the only children born out of, born in wed. Born while the, uh, my, their parents were, um, together. Wedded. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Married. <laughs> wedded is crazy. Uh, very 1800s. But yeah. And so, like, knowing that, like, m- my mom during her pregnancy, like, she wasn't celebrated. Like, it wasn't like a happy, like, when I was born, yeah, yeah, celebration. But, like, me and Joy, like, it was just like a, she pregnant again. Like, that's kind of how it is. So, like, she, she, she didn't have that type of, tribe like right. my grandma just she got in her car and was like all right I guess you need new clothes like she didn't have that type mm-hmm. of relationship that you had with your mom that's why when I heard that I was like oh that's so and I and I kind of have that relationship with my mom that like if I came to her she'd be like okay I'm about to have some grandchildren like she would she just excited to be called her name that she told me that she wants to be called I forgot it but I'm like mom I'm not 28 yet like I don't <laughs> I don't really know what you're talking about but yeah so my mom um, had four different children by four different men and um, because of different obviously reasons and she she's coming from the kind of the mindset of co-parenting with the man you may not like right and with the man that's may have done not may that has done you wrong but you have to put your pride aside and I'll get into that a little bit later for the sake of the child so some of mm-hmm. um, and I asked her this I said mom what are some tips that you wish you knew um, in your 20s, having kid, having a few kids in your 20s, she had three kids in her 20s, um, all under 25. She said, it's okay to make mistakes because you're going to make them. But having older women to call, like you said, Jaden, the moms in your in your family um, is important. And not being afraid to ask them questions is also important. Um, number two, putting your pride aside for the sake of the kid. Like, at the end of the day, a daughter needs their father. Like, they might not be the best to you, but a daughter needs their father like that. That's just really what it is. Um, three, put your pride, put your feelings aside for that person when co-parenting for the betterment of the kid. I kind of like talked about this, but like my mom had a lot of patience. Like, I feel like you develop a lot of patience when co-parenting and I've seen it time and time again with like just all of the, I don't even know. I can't even call them stepdads because one was stepdad. Another one is just like, that's my, that's my dad, my god dad. I don't know. I guess, yeah, I guess my god dads. And I, I've seen them put her through some things. And I'm, I'm sure it wasn't, it wasn't one-sided, obviously. Right. But like, she's been, the patience you develop as a mom is what I've seen. It's just like, you are strong because I just know you want to punch him in the head. Like, he's just trifling. And I, the, the amount of times I heard trifling growing up, I, I just, that just became a vocab word that my mom said very often. I was like, I don't know what that means, but okay. I guess they trifling. Um, this is comes from my mom in her words. And she said like the, the topic of child support, like she was like, I didn't want to put the men, the, the dads on child support because I wanted to, I, I didn't want them to think I was using it on my nails and hair. 
Meanwhile, she's mm-hmm. working one job, three kids. They're at her house majority of the time. Like the dad's, so in her words, put that man on child support, no matter how much they want, because it ended, because, because she didn't ask them for child support, it made us suffer because like we could only get two or three outfits for school. Like it was, cause it was all depending on her paycheck. Mm-hmm. And she felt like, oh, I need to be independent. I don't need to be dependent on a man. In her words, take that man to court. Um, I think four uh, or five, um, get on everything you can, including like Wix, which is like um, for you to be healthy while you're pregnant in the first and, and in the first few years of the child's life, which is like eggs, milk, cheese, cereal, rice, beans, lentils. They give you coupons like we were on Wix for a while, especially during um, her pregnancy with Serenity. Um, and then take advantage of every program, every dollar helps because having kids is extremely expensive, um, even if it's only one. So, and there's a lot of programs out there for moms. So those, that's the, the, those are a few key words of advice that I asked her on Friday um, for all of my moms out there. Yeah, those are beautiful, especially like like the WIC one. I'm on WIC and they do give great benefits. Like even after, I will say when I was with like when I was pregnant with her, like I feel like I didn't get enough benefits. But after like when you're because once I stopped breastfeeding, we decided to move over to formula and formula is a buck. OK, it costs a lot of money. So and especially having to spend it like maybe every two, three weeks because your baby eats so much, you know, like having that op- like having that option to have, you know, like government assistance or just help to like pay for that. Like it's just great. So definitely get on those programs. Absolutely. Yeah. Plus there was a, a formula shortage recently too, right? So like that on top of it, like having to buy it, but plus not even know if you can actually get it. That's stressful. Right. Stressful. Yeah. Um, so I'll go ahead and get into some of my mom's advice. Um, so for context, Mama Thompson, um, she has three kids. I'm the oldest um, and I have a, a sister. Her name is Akela. She's four years younger than me and my brother's um, six years younger than me. So my my little brother also has autism. So this is also coming from her perspective of having a child with special needs and like raising him and like, you know, he's like, um, what's the word? Um, they they kind of describe people with autism that are kind of like moderately functioning, like like high functioning or moderate or low functioning. Um, I would say he's like low to moderate um, as far as like how he was as a kid. And how he is right now, like, um, he's homeschooled. So like that also added a layer, a layer of stress to her and my dad also being in the military, there were definitely periods where like, she's raising all three kids by herself while he's deployed overseas for six months to a year, however long it would be. Um, so she said that like, realistically, she's talking about like, if she was going to talk to herself back in her early twenties and she actually had me at 27, I want to say or 26. Mm -hmm. So she was kind of like mid to late 20s. She would say like, realistically, if you can, like try to make sure you're present and always make sure that you're showing up and being in the moment for your kid. And she said that realistically for her, like she's a nurse. So she would have waited a little bit till she was further in her career because every time that we would move or like my dad would get restationed somewhere, she'd have to be able to like pick up her job and go somewhere else. And luckily, like she was a nurse. So like you need nurses everywhere. But like for some people in different career fields, you might not be able to pick up your job and go to a new place and start over essentially um so she says like especially for my brother like always being present and showing up and being in the moment she would make sure that like if she could make it she'd be there like dance recitals child we was i was in ballet i was in a ballet tap and gymnastics course all rolled up into one i don't know why they offered that but they they basically had all the all the bases covered and like she would always make sure that she was showing up to dance recitals or gymnastics or for my my little sister like she did gymnastics too like 
anything that we had school related, she'd make sure that she was always there because she was like, the last thing I want to do is have you look out in the crowd and you don't see someone from home there. And other kids are seeing their parents there and they're waving there getting flowers or, you know, like a, a little like gold star at the end of the recital and you don't see us there. So she was always like intentional about doing that. And she was also saying that she's really intentional about like always advocating for your child, no matter what. Like if we had a problem, she would be our number one supporter especially with teachers, man, like half them teachers, I was like, they really didn't deserve that wrath. But if a teacher was like, <laughs> a teacher was doing us wrong or like something was going bad in the classroom, which I mean, we were good kids, but like realistically, like being a black child in a almost all white classroom, usually there were issues. So like she would always make sure she showed up and was an advocate for us, even if no one else was in the classroom too, which I really like looking back, I took for granted. Cause I was like, my mom gonna get you. But it's like, yeah, like she really, she really was there for us and like made sure that she was like holding down the fort. Um, and similar to what Jaden said, like she let me know that there's no one way to do everything. Like you're going to hear a million different moms give their perspective on what worked for them. And, you know, I did this during my pregnancy or I did this raising my kids, but realistically there is no like gold standard, like do what's best for your kid. And she says that it's okay to change your parenting style based from how you were raised. Like for her, she grew up in a very religious household and my grandma is a very religious woman. And there's just some things that change with time. And it's like, you can have your standards on, especially growing up in like a household that like puts God as a center. There's certain things that change with time and your perspective can change too. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad parent or if it, if it differs from what your grandparents believe, that doesn't mean that you're a bad parent. It just means this is my child and this is how I'm raising them. And something that she didn't say also, but I think that she was kind of implying was that like, you know, it's okay to be your own person parenting and allow people to like speak on what they believe you should do. But at the end of the day, that's your kid. If you want to raise them a certain way, that's your kid. Do what you think is best. It's your household. And you kind of have to take responsibility for how your child is raised. And it doesn't matter what other people, especially the older generation says about how your kid should be raised. Because I see, I see a lot about that, especially when it comes to like gentle parenting. Right. Yeah. Versus like, do we spank our kids? Do we not? Like, how do you, how do you talk to your kid? Do you cuss out? Do you cuss your kid out? Like, realistically, there's a lot of different ways that people go about parenting and discipline. And I think it depends on the kid too. Like for yeah. example, my brother, he has autism. His discipline looked different than me and my sister because we are, our levels of understanding were different. Right. So like knowing that you just kind of have to gauge it off the kid and also off of what you think is best for them. Um, and she also said, try to have an open relationship as much as you can. Like, I think that also changes with time. Like, realistically there's some things I can tell my mom now that I would never tell her when I was like 15 or 16 and it's like you know like it really does change with time and I think also being living with your parents versus when you move out that changes too so I think you know you kind of have to gauge it but for me like I know with my kids in the future I want them to always be able to tell me anything like even if I get mad I'll always but kind of like what Jaden said like I'll always be in your circle and I'll always support you regardless what you say Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's words of advice from Mama Thompson. Okay, yeah, <laughs> eating. They know what they're talking about. Period. <laughs> What's after seven? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally. Um, before we get into affirmation of the week, is there anything else you want to mention? You want to talk about being a, like a brand new mom and a young mom? Like anything? Like we want the girlies to really be consuming all of this for their for future kids or already kids that they have. Yeah, I mean, I think we touched on all the major topics, so I think we did a great job of explaining most of it, but like you mentioned, 
um, it's different for every parent. Your journey's going to be different. So don't compare it to somebody else's. Just do the best that you know that you can do raising your child because they're going to see that, especially when they're older. They're going to realize like, yeah, my mom did everything that she could to raise me in a correct manner, you know? So yeah. you're doing great mommies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and future mommies. Because I saw... We, I, I asked, um, I'd had a sticker on the type of black girl story and I was like, what era are we in? And one of the girls were like, new mommy era. And I was like, do we have type A black girl babies? Wait a minute. I'm telling you, these past two years have been like the year of the babes. When I say I've seen so many women pregnant, I'm like, wait a minute now. What's going on? Something's in the air. Listen, listen, I'm telling you, we got to start a hashtag T-A-B-B, type A black babies. Tag (laughs) your baby. (laughs) cute we want to see your baby post your baby actually we might actually do that mom's I mean, like, that like post your baby realistic yeah. baby we want yeah. to see your baby your like baby too. babies <laughs> literally we're like up and coming type a black girls so yeah well, boys. Boys. <laughs> i mean black days you know I mean? yeah um but let's go ahead and get into the affirmation of the week and like i asked Jaden in the beginning and she's like girl i don't know you just asked me to say, talk about questions i was like <laughs> i didn't ask you for affirmation of the week but i was like i'll listen to what you were talking about and i'll kind of write down something that stuck with me something that stuck with me was um the affirmation of the week is having a kid is an opportunity to be a kid again and i feel like that's like like that just has so many layers because like some of our childhoods like the memories that we we do can remember like they're not the best some at the end of the day, our parents tried their best, you mm-hmm. know, and now having children, like it's our time to show them what we couldn't have. Right. And yeah. show them the happiness that we we may or may not have had growing right. up, you know, yeah. not saying our childhood was like precious vibes. Like it, it never gave that. But like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I really do love that affirmation. And I think it's one of my favorites. I think we're on episode four or five not sure um it's one of my favorites of the season and we're almost halfway done so really thank you for that and i think that's mama roberson that's how you say your last yes, name yes yeah I said robertson okay roberson <laughs> uh yeah i've yeah. been pronouncing Ro- roberson for the past five years so <laughs> okay <laughs> you guys i'm like at this point yeah that's what it is we're gonna say it right we're gonna say it right um yeah. but we're gonna go ahead and get from the, into the calls from the request line we have a lot and we're really glad to have Jaden on so she can give her input because y'all Y'all definitely sentence and things. Um, so we're going to go ahead and go on talk about the first one. Um, somebody said, thoughts in the Barbie movie. It was real. Why, in my opinion, Issa could only do so much. What do y'all think? If y'all saw the Barbie movie. My I did. You enjoyed it? I, I mean, I as far as it being white, I kind of knew going into it, it was Barbie. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't really, you know, like... If it was brats or if it was like, you know, something different, I would have expected a little more diversity. But realistically, I kind of went into it knowing it was going to be an all white kind of vibe. Yeah, I figured that as well. Did you cry, Jaden? I didn't. I mean, I can see the deeper level meaning that people, you know, got from it. But personally, it wasn't my favorite. I think I went into it just not really like really thinking what it was about. You know, I didn't think it was going to be like that intense, Mm -hmm. you know. So I'm like, oh, it's Barbie movie. She must be turning up like, you know. And well, I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't seen it. But like. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It was like about Ken too. And I'm like, I don't care about it. But it just wasn't what I expected it to be. I don't know. I actually don't know what I was expecting it to be. I didn't expect it to be that intense. And mm-hmm. low-key, it was just kind of, like, really long-winded. Like, I don't know if it was just me. When Ken was singing for 30 hours, I was like, what is this? Him on the beach? I was like, what is going on? Like, I went with my siblings, and I went with my daughter's dad, too. And we were just sitting there like, dang, like, I'm kind of ready to go, y'all. Like, <laughs> like 
So I yes. really didn't like it. I didn't cry. I It was a beautiful message, but it was just a little too intense for me than I thought it was going to be, actually. Yeah, girl. I thought I had the only unpopular opinion. Like, everybody's like, how do you like the movie? I'm like, you know, I think you should watch it. Like, yeah. and then you make your opinion. Yeah. I went in thinking, and here's the thing. I do this with a lot of things. I guess how the movie's going to be. And if it's not how I think it's going to be, I get my expectations are like, yeah. Well, what the heck? Yeah. I'm thinking it's about to be based off of like, it's going to give the vibe of the Nicki Minaj Ice Spice song. I thought it was going to give that. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. I think it's going to be Ken and Barbie and her girls in the back, like just having fun, partying. Like, yeah. yeah. I just want to have fun. Like, let's just, let's have fun for something yeah. for the girls. I think it was going to be something for the girls. I really didn't want to see Ken like that. I didn't, really, I didn't want him to go into a library and find some books. Like, I really didn't care for that. Moms, he's off with some patriarchy. Like, I'm yeah, like, like, uh, like, what? But the white girls did eat it up. Like, like all of like, I don't know if you know, you know the Billie Eilish song, and they and the girls on TikTok are doing all those words. It's only white girls. On that sound, it's just like, where did it? It's like, girl, ew, it's not yeah. that deep. Like, <laughs> it's not that deep. Mom, how do you feel about it? Um, I don't know. Okay, so I watched it a little bit later. So I had already seen like, not spoilers, but people were just like, oh, this wasn't what I thought. So I knew it wasn't going to be like flowers and roses and peaches. But I also felt like, I don't know, I felt like the perspective was written more for like white feminine, white, I don't want to say white feminism. I want to say that. But like, white women and how they experience things because realistically if this was an all black barbie movie and instead of ken we had a black man i think that the perspective of how black women experience life and patriarchy and sexism and and like all these things that they covered would be a whole lot different than how they like how they shown it um but i also feel like some of it was kind of necessary i feel like the way they went about it honestly they knew what they were doing because realistically they know every single person is uh, in the planet wants to go see barbie right. margot robbie is like the star she's the perfect barbie everybody i was so excited to see this movie and i think they honestly were really smart about it because they knew that the messages even if people didn't want to hear it the messages they said in that movie realistically people needed to hear okay, like yeah. patriarchy yeah. like how how kins how the kins acted when they came back and learned about patriarchy and now all of a sudden all the barbies are in cheerleader outfits like <laughs> it was very accurate and even when like barbie went into the real world and they were like oh like the way that she immediately was like sexualized yeah. she never experienced that in the real world like or that I mean, Barbie ran by a whole bunch of men. It's just like it was shocking. I it did have some good messages in it, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think if you go into it knowing that it's going to be like that, it might be a little bit better. Versus like the way they marketed it was a little ambiguous, but I think that was on purpose because right. yeah. if people knew that it was going to be like a pro feminist movie going into it, not many people would go see yeah. it. Like they had to market it like Barbie World. Like they had to do yeah. that. But I also feel like. Some of the messages in there, like when I really thought about it, it made sense. Like even in the beginning when like they're giving out the Nobel Peace Prizes um, and the Barbies are like, I deserve this. I worked hard for this. And they sit down versus like in the real world, a woman would have to give out this whole speech about why she's so grateful and like really be humble versus those Barbies are like, no, I worked hard. I deserve this. Like this is what I need anyway. So I feel like, I mean, I think if kids went to go see it, it's giving more middle school to high school age for it to click. I think yeah. if you brought your five-year-old girl and she had a Barbie outfit, she's not going to know what's going on. Just colors. Yeah. It's really just, it was very visually appealing. Let me oh, just say good. that. Yeah, the outfits giving. Like, Did you guys set to go? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. More pink. Right. <laughs> I was like, this is an opportunity for me to be Barbie too. Right. But yeah. like, realistically, I do think they were smart about it. I think they went about it like, 
this is the biggest possible movie of the year yeah. with Barbie. And I honestly think they would have got some shit and some crap if they didn't give an important message. And they just had this like pretty white woman just gallivanting around Barbie land. Like, I think they might've got a little bit of slack for that. Like you had the opportunity to show that there's more to than just Barbie than the looks. Yeah. And so like, okay. Honestly, when you put it like that, that actually does like make a lot more sense, you know? Cause like you said, if they were to market a certain way, no one's going to be really like that interested, but I think they're what they did there was kind of smart. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And the part with like Mattel being all ran by men, like you're that so- hits home because a lot of beauty fashion companies are geared towards women. Like that's their main customer, and the whole the whole C suite, CEO, CFO, C whatever, C whatever is all men. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, I think they really like hit the nail on the head. Yeah, they hit they hit a lot on the head. Even America's America Ferrera's speech, like her monologue, like. I was like, how long did it take you to memorize this? Like that, what that's what I was thinking as I was as I was watching it. I was like, who wrote this for you? Like I, I don't know. I think I was just thinking about it too much. Like I didn't go. I went into it thinking about let's have fun, and I think I, I was just like turned down for what? But like mm-hmm. I actually was turned down because it was just like I was just irritated the whole movie because I was just like I'm. I don't want to learn a lesson. Yeah. I I didn't come to the movies mm-hmm. to learn a lesson, and that. And it, and if I went in knowing, maybe I should have waited. Maybe I should have pulled it in the Maybe I should have waited, and then put the pink wig and the pink out, a pink outfit right <laughs> out. I was just like, I don't want to go to the movies and be taught. Right. I, I, oh, mm-hmm. have on the pink wig, like literally in your cute Barbie outfit. And you're just like, oh, this is what it was. This is a vibe so, killer. I pulled my wig off, and I was like, I'm not wearing this. <laughs> no, literally. That that's how I be feeling about. Look, this might be unpopular opinion, but that's how I feel about like slavery or civil rights movies. I get so down about watching stuff like yeah. that because I'm like, bro, like, 12 Years a Slave, I still have not been able to watch. Oh, yeah, same. Oh, gosh, same. I just can't. I get too, I like, can't. I'm just like, it just leaves me feeling so, like, animated. Like, empathy. Like, I don't know, like, maybe that's why I was able to separate how I felt about it because I was like, I don't know, these white women going, like, like yeah. playing in this movie. Like, I didn't really take it too much to heart. But had it been, like, a black Barbie movie, I probably would have been like, oh, wow, like, yeah, I'm really feeling this. You know, like it would have yeah. hit like a harder message for yeah. real. Yeah. yeah, I I I hope us black girls get something similar. Like the black girls right now are getting Beyonce, and all the white girls are getting Taylor Swift. Like I'm glad we have that like equalness that we're having. But can we get a bar? I don't I don't think in this day and age we're ever going to get a Barbie adjacent for the us black girls. Like mm-hmm. if if there is a brass cast, it's going to be a light bright a Sasha. Like no. It, it was never giving Coco Jones. Yeah. And yeah. heaven forbid we ever get a Tiana movie and they make her, they whitewash her too. Like realistically, because they've been talking about making a live action Princess and the Frog. And I think yeah. that would be like, yeah. that'd be my Barbie personally. Yeah. I love Princess yeah. and the Frog. Yeah. But I can see them, they really have to do that right. And I wouldn't say even Little Mermaid, like they, they tried. Yeah. But I still think like we need like a, I don't know. I just want a black princess that isn't an animal the entire movie. Like, yeah. Or a ask. Yeah. I don't know. Ciao. I don't know. But yeah, there there's our thoughts on the Barbie movie. Yeah. Um next thing we're not gonna have this much that much of a talk on this, but side hustle NPC on TikTok. L O L. She getting her money. <laughs> so for side for, for context, like NPC um if you guys have seen on TikTok or like on Twitter the girl that's like Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, with yeah, the yeah. iron and the popcorn, and she's like, I guess NPC. I don't know what it stands for, but I think it's like like non-playable um, character. 
Oh, okay. It's like a fetish where people like like where you act like a like an anime character or like a think of the people who are in the in the background on, on video games. Yeah. Like and they don't just have like, a purpose. Yeah. They're just like floating. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as she getting her money. Period. Yeah. Like look. Get how you live it. It's expensive out here. Like if she, if she can make popcorn out of a flat iron and make millions, hey, I wish I would have did it sooner. Not you, you're doing your thing. You're living my dream. Like literally living making my popcorn. dream. <laughs> and I saw on Twitter that she has a son, and she be yelling at him in the video. So I'm like, she's trying to provide for her son. Like right. She, she like, I'm like she has a child, so she's doing what she has to do. Period. Like exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> she said she was 19. I don't think she's 19. No, I don't know. There, there's a lot of things going around. It's just like if you put her name or NPC in your in your article, like you're going you're going to get guaranteed clicks. Yeah, I don't click on that. I, I don't really personally like that on my uh, feed. I like to see funny black Twitter things. <laughs> I don't really care about her. Like Alabama. Yes, yes, like- yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I don't know why I get so sucked into it. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm just sitting there like watching. Like, wow, she's really making like some money off of this. Like. Me going on the next. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, what's her name? I think it's like Pinky. Pinky Yeah, Pinky Doll. Pinky Doll. If y'all interested. People like recreate it. It's hilarious. Like, do you know who Kaisina is? Kaisina? Kaisina? Is that you say? Yeah. Yeah, the one in the He was funny. I was like, oh, Lord. Like, yeah, everybody is definitely following her. She's definitely a trendsetter. Like, shout out to her. Like, all of, she had a Fashion Nova deal. I'm like, period. Like, I'm not a fan of how she talks. So, like, anytime I see her, I'm like, heart. And I scroll because I don't want to hear it. But I'm a supporter. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, this next one says, what do you guys think about this? How society, aka corporate America, thinks it's okay for smaller women to wear tight clothes, but it's considered inappropriate for thicker women because it shows their curves? I saw a post about that. Yeah. I I see it more so at the beginning of school, like when all of like the thicker teachers post their first day of work outfit. I mean, first day of teaching outfits are like, dang, like I would love to be in that class. Like, yeah, he's just trying to teach and she just got a bun. Right. Yeah. She's a little cornbread. Like it's it's hard. It's yeah. over sexualization, like at the end of the day. And I feel like honestly it didn't just start with dress codes at work. Like it started with dress codes at school. Like right. like how some girls could have got away with wearing a little crop top if they were smaller, but if a bigger girl wore a crop top now, so then she's in the dean's That's office because she broke dress code. No, you're sick. Right. So honestly, like I feel like it's it's definitely not right. And I feel like honestly, especially in corporate America, depending you have to kind of also, you have to know your company and yeah. know what's what what they would flag as you know, a red flag or what they would be allowed to do, what they would allow you to do. But I do think, yeah, that, that definitely does happen. And I feel like it's definitely not right. And I don't know what we got to do to fix that. What do we as a society have to do to fix that? Because I feel like it starts with mostly men because they're the ones that see it as a distraction. Yeah. Like my shoulders have never distracted another woman as far as mm-hmm. I know. No. But now, like, I feel like it's kind of instilled in us, like, like work. I'm like, oh, I, I can only wear this because mm-hmm. I don't want them to think of me this way. And also, I think it's like also like a black women thing. Like, mm-hmm. you're a woman, you're a black woman. So you have to hold yourself a certain way. Like, yep. my, my family is very big on like, we do things in excellence. So we don't do it at all. So yep. it's like, if I'm going to get ready, like, for example, I'm going to Mexico for a work trip next week. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, even though 
in the Mexican culture, like they're very showy, like da 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 da. Like my coworker was telling me, like they came in with one shoulder shirt, and I was like, one shoulder shirt. We're getting out here. <laughs> no, literally crazy, and like because they were going to a tequila tasting after because they love tequila in Mexico, and I'm like, I even if I have my shoulders, I'm like, I need to get a cardigan. It's like I can't have my shoulders out. So I feel like it's something that maybe was just instilled in us, like. Other than, you know, having my, my jorts be at my thumb in elementary, like that was the most dress code that I had. Like, obviously no spaghetti traps and stuff like that, but like, mm-hmm. it's something that's like instilled in us in elementary. Yeah. Like that's just something that's regular and maybe it needs to stop in elementary to, for the, for the next generation. But that's like, we just hoping at that point, I don't think it's actually going to happen. There's you no know, legislation that's going to happen. It's a little bit too little too late. Like realistically, yeah. like. No, no slits in the skirts like today like literally every day I go to work I'm like mm, do I put a cardigan over this is this a little too like you know like I'm showing a little bit more shoulder granted it is 90 degrees with humidity but like people don't think about it like that they're just like oh she's inappropriate they don't think about the fact of like the weather or oh she's you know like they don't they don't give you excuses so yeah 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 I don't know. Uh, yeah I don't know, mom. So, I mean, I'm I'm not, I mean, y'all know I really, I mean, it's a running joke. Like, I'm thick in comparison to freshman year. Like, I, I done gained 20 pounds. Really? But, like, it never, it never, it never gave inappropriate to wear a pencil skirt because ain't nobody getting distracted by yeah. me in the past. <laughs> <laughs> no. It never, never gave. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not, I'm a pencil in the grand scheme of things, but, like, it all comes from perspective and context because, like, Jaden, you know, I mean, I mean, both of y'all, y'all knew me when I was a freshman and in high school, like I was, I was little. Now I got a little bit of something, you know, got a little bit of something, you know, I got it. I changed jeans on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, if y'all have any other questions about corporate, please reach out. I mean, I, I know y'all know that, but definitely please reach out um, in, our, in the group, me, Instagram, literally whatever, because we had, we about to hit our, Danae's about to hit our, her one year. I just hit my one year. So like we got some skin game. Not much, but we got a little bit. <laughs> we got a little bit. We got we got something. Got a little something. Um, this next one goes back to our first episode. We have been really good about recording early. We've we've always wanted to do fillers and stuff, but like we're like, as long as we record a week ahead, like let's be realistic. Like there's only seven days in a week. And a one day is solidified and consumed by an entire episode right. afterwards. Yeah. And we just be exhausted. We mm-hmm. after we we record, we'd be like, <sighs> anyways. First episode, we were talking about, I was talking about how I can't take two showers anymore because it takes too much of my time, too much of my energy. And at the end of the day, I'm a lazy girl through and through. So one of the girlies, that's kind of background for you, Jaden. One of the girlies said definitely one shower a day. I'm with Faith on this one because Nate was saying she takes two showers. But I think it's different because Denasia lives in New York and is a commuter. Yeah. I work from home. Right. Period. Like that's, that's what it went. And we like, we were having like a debate on this and I'm like, do we need to do a poll? Mind (laughs) you, a lot of stuff on the, on the pod that we need to do for the socials. And then like, we're just like, Ooh, the pod done. We're getting back to our lives. Mm -hmm. Literally. And that, and that's literally what happens. But I think it's just really a preference thing. Like, yeah. and also like how you were raised, like I was talking to my friend India about this and she was like, I didn't under, I didn't know the whole getting on your bed with outside clothes until college. And I was like, really? 
And she's like, I'm not going to lie. I didn't have that same perspective when I, until I was in high school. Cause like I grew up mainly with boys in my house. So it wasn't like a big deal and stuff like that. But then like, I kind of learned that, you know, maybe it's a little more ladylike and you know, maybe, you know, I shouldn't be getting on the clothes with my outside. I mean, I shouldn't be getting on the bed with my outside clothes on. Like, yeah. And that's just like, ew, I don't want to like, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. For me, I grew up with a very OCD mother. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know. She told us that when we were kids, she would lick our skin. And if we taste it salty, you take a bath. <laughs> I think I'm probably done with that. So I was like, you know, like growing up with that, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Get in shower. <laughs> yeah. So for me, like, it's just permanently ingrained in my head to take two showers a day. Like, it, it don't yeah. matter what I did that day. I'm like, I lick that elbow. Yeah, get in the shower. Yeah. It I mean, like, for me, like, it just, I, I guess, like you said, it depends on preference and also depends on, like, what activities you do, do, out, do throughout the day. Because I yeah. work at home, too. And truthfully, like, I can barely take one with Riley, like, with Riley, like, out here making a mess. I'm like, God, I got to watch her. I have to be quick about it and stuff like that. But, like, I know if I go, like, go take a dance class, I'm going to take a second shower throughout the day. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, it does depend on preference and what activities you do throughout the day. What you did yeah. that day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially for me, if I leave the house, especially I'm like, yeah, I got to go inside because literally I'm in Gotham City and like, I feel like every disease possible originated in right. the city of New York. So I'm like, bruh, especially being on the subway, like, mm-mm. did you My guys friend saw, oh, sorry, what'd you say? Oh, I was going to say, did you guys have like a debate on like preference and whether you do it at night or during the morning or like in the morning? No, we were just oh. talking about cadence. But, oh, but that's a good one too. I feel like I'm an at night girl just because I like to get in the bed, like feeling like clean and moisturized, you know? For me, it, it literally depends on the day. For me, I, I was telling Danija, I was like, if comfort or sleep are on the docket, I'm going to choose those every time. Like, right. I don't, I don't know if you saw that TikTok where it was like, it was like, if you're not getting in the shower after a night out at the club, what are you doing? And all these girls are stitching, like, I'm eating pizza rolls. Right. I'm, and, I'm in the bushes. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. I I think I I got a lot of my club era um taken away from the pandemic, so I never I didn't really even have that. Like maybe Miami is like the closest thing to like a club era I could have had, honestly. And I'm cool with that because um, that was a freaking lot. But um, yeah. yeah, whatever appeases faith in that moment is what I'm going to do. I do not have a preference because I have to be comfortable, and I choose me every time. That's yeah. just. That's simply what it is. Yeah, I, um, well, I literally saw a man took a shit in the in the subway the other day on a seat, and they had to clear out the whole thing. So after that, I feel like that really just changed me because I said, you know, I would have sat on that seat. I don't know. You New, York, you New Yorkers are so tough because there's there's no way, no way, there's no way. There's just like a man spilled a drink on me in the club, like. Yeah. I was just like, you know, he's like, my bad, shawty. I'm like, give me a napkin. Ain't no my bad. Like, give me, I feel sticky now. Like, it's just, Good. it's a different breed, man. Like, I don't know. Right. Um, I think it's the longest we've ever done calls request line, like, in a no, while. but we do have a couple. We do have, we have we do a couple more. Yeah, yeah. Um, somebody said, tips on what to do about nosy coworkers. Don't tell them nothing. Yeah. Girl, as, as a victim of oversharing, time and time again, I told myself as soon as I started, I, I, I started my private girl journey as soon as I started a few months, a few weeks, not months before my corporate journey. And I'm so glad like, to this day, I don't know how I haven't overshared. But like, give them tidbits, like, 
oh, what did you do over the weekend? I saw a movie. What movie did you see? Like, give them little things like yeah. that. Like, they don't need to know you did a three-day bender. Yeah. They don't need to know that. Like, <laughs> like put your Instagram on private. Like, if if you're talking about more so in, Instagram. Like, I, I just ran into my first coworker following me on social media, and I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I mean, you're cool in a one-on-one, but what are you doing here? Ariana. Literally, literally. And I'm like, and she's like, yeah, I was telling my husband. Mind you, husband. So she's already a little up there. But I mean, she's in her twenties, and 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 she's like, yeah. Like, I was telling my husband how ex- how excited I was for you to come to Mexico, and he was like, oh, do you follow her? And she was like, no. So she found me, and I'm like, I mean, it didn't. It's not hard to find. It really is not. Like it's every everything is right there. The LinkedIn isn't even first. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, I got to be a little bit. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh my, I need to post a little bit more of my close friend. But I'm like, end of the day, she's cool. Like she's a person, and I'm. I'm currently trying to separate my coworkers as being people as well. Cause I just see them as coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, girl, put your Instagram on private and stop sharing so much. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like I find like I can go into really deep tangents to make it seem like I'm oversharing about very like surface level things. Like, yeah. like I'll like if my coworkers are talking about like, I don't know, just something very like minuscule and they're oversharing and I feel like I'm not comfortable talking about that. I'll bring up something related that I'm comfortable sharing, and I just kind of dive deeper into that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, okay. You know, you don't you don't have to overshare specifically with them. And if you feel like it's an evasive question, like you can be like, oh, I don't really feel like talking about that. Yeah. That's a very hard thing to say. Don't get me wrong. That's a very hard boundary to set. But if it is like an offensive or invasive question, like don't be afraid to say that either because they might not even realize that it's, it, it is that until you say it. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Coworkers be the nosiest, especially if they don't really have much going on on their end. It's like yeah. I'm gonna live vicariously through you. Right. Like, like that's how I feel like about the the women at my job. They're a little bit older. Like I've had one actually email me, which okay, I guess I I'll say I wouldn't mind because it was like the early stages of being like a new mom. Like she was just always asking questions about my daughter and like how I did things. And like I had that fear of being like, oh, like you're doing that wrong, and I just didn't want that too sensitive. I'm gonna have to have a conversation with her, so I kind of shut it down by like just like being very short, you know, with her. But it's funny because actually one of my coworkers like they're actually one of my best friends now. Like, and I met her through work and I was the one that followed her on Instagram. I was so scared. I was like, she's going to think I'm so weird. Like, but we were the only two black girls. We're the same age. I was like, you know, what? I really just, wow. she seems cool. Like, let me just, you know, and we ended yeah. up being best friends. Like I forget we would work together, but yeah, obviously if you don't feel comfortable, like go ahead and just set that boundary. Yeah, totally. And I mean, honestly, I, one of my best friends also out here is, co-worker now granted we work in totally different it's like we work in two different companies because we're not even related on the same team at all but it's you can find people your age that you can relate to yeah. um yeah. okay so i think we have time to wrap up these two we we can have about 15 more minutes and then why would you say that um okay. so this one says i've been working at my current job since february while i was in school I graduated in May and people at work keep asking me if I'm going full time. I work 32 hours. I kind of just tell them that I'm not sure. But in reality, um, I don't even want to work there anymore because of the people environment and the work overall. Just to give a little more detail. It takes me an hour to get there in the morning and an hour and a half to get home. Mind you, I do not get paid enough for the degree that I have. I live at home with no bills. So although making and saving money is good, I'm not going to be homeless if I don't go full time. In addition, the job market is trash right now, probably because of the recession, but I've definitely been applying like crazy. Please pray that I get something soon. LOL. Girl, we praying. Yeah. I don't think it is worth it to go full time. What do you guys think? I'm tired of them asking. 
I low-key think I know who sent this um, because she put me on her close friends and literally did like a, what do y'all think? Mm-hmm. Little poster on the thing. And I was like, I was like, I, I told her, actually, I'm, I'm going to pull up um, what I kind of put on. I would say, you know your worth. Mm-hmm. So start applying now. Like, even though you graduate in December is what she said. Graduate in May. Maybe yeah. it's not the same girl, but very, very eerily similar um, situations. You graduate in May. It's time to start applying now. Like, get your foot in the door, applying like crazy. Yes, the job market is is crazy and trash right now, but in the, the day, prayer works. I'm talking about getting that devotional every day. Like, it is your job, and you know what you deserve at the end of the day, and you know what salary you deserve as well. Mm-hmm. So, Mama, look, let, let's let's start applying. Let, let let's get in the field. Get on your Zoom, okay? Because at the end of the day, faith without work. It's kind of pointless. Yeah. So let's get it going. Um, obvious, and and it's really I love that you have like that. You you can fall back on living with your parents, but I would love for you to save more and be happy, or even just feel a little bit more established and be okay with your team and your environment um, at a new job. And you're going to be miserable if you graduate in in this in this role because. You're you're gonna feel the pressure to just be full time because you don't got nothing else to do. Yeah. So that those are some tips that I have. What about you guys? Um, I would say really tap into your network. Right. If you have friends that you graduated with or you have people that like you know that are working in a job that you would want to be in, I would say your first step is reaching out to them. Asking like for one, is their company hiring? Two, how do they like it? Is it someplace that you might want to be at? Like literally just start looking around because I'm not gonna hold you, applying aimlessly does nothing for you. Yeah. Just going on job on like um indeed and just clicking apply or submitting your resume to all these places does nothing without like intention and doing research to figure out, okay, for one, what industry wanna we do I want to be in? What type of company culture I want to work for? Narrow down that list and then start like looking for people that work at those companies, either that graduated from your school, that's honestly where I went. Like if they were a UNLV grad, I'd be like, hi, as a UNLV, a student, da, 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 da. like use that as your intro yeah. and really just try to narrow down your list. Because I think half the time when we go job hunting, we start applying to everything, which you can do. But since you do live at home, you can fall back on not having bills to pay immediately. Like you can be a little more strategic on how you apply and what you want and then and then start narrowing it down. Because applying aimlessly, you're just going to feel like you're wasting time and you're not going to have like, I don't know what the word is, like substance to your applications. Like find out what mm-hmm. you're really going to work in. That way if you have to write that cover letter, for example, make sure you can actually like actually say something to why you want to be in that role. And it makes your interviews better too. So I would say start there. And then also... um you said something in here. The job market right now is trash. Facts. There's a lot of hiring freezes. So I would say even like if you plan to like maybe continue working in your job to the end of the year and then maybe look for roles that are like have open applications starting the beginning of the year that you can kind of start on a fresh slate, like get a timeline going too. That way you can have an exit plan for your current job. But I wouldn't quit. I wouldn't quit right now. I would keep this job while you got it. And then once you find something new, you got that under your belt. Okay, cool. Now I can refocus my attention to like, you know, this new job. So, yeah. yeah. And also forget them people that are asking you all them questions. It's none of their business. Back to the nosy coworkers. You don't have to explain yourself to anybody. Like if you're not going to work full time right now, it works for you during 32 hours, then so be it. Yeah. So. 100%. And then when it comes to finding a job, um, just assuming that 
the one that you're currently working at. Um, try hitting up previous internships. Also, see if your college has any resource pages for alums and see if they have any. Because mm-hmm. you know, like I know my school has like, you know, um, job opportunities on the Cronkite page or even like internships that turn into full-time positions. Definitely check your schools, like your college's like resource page for alums. So yeah. yeah. Or post-grad co-ops too. Yeah. I look up that too. Um, yeah. Hope that helps, girl. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Because yeah. job hunting is not easy. Um, and our final one, um, please, and you guys, um, if you guys are trying to figure out how to submit questions in our link tree, anonymous post box, what's it called? Uh, free suggestion box. <laughs> we gonna get it down one day. We're going to get it down one day. Free suggestion box. You can submit a question there. We have completely anonymous. You can submit. There's no word count, no word limit, nothing. You can submit whatever. We don't know who you are. Um, and yeah, just submit any questions that you have throughout the season and even off season. Yeah. Um, final question is, I like when you guys talk about pop culture. Noted. Um, how about Bobby Altoff? Like she blew up out of nowhere interviewing big celebs. I don't know. All I know is one of the best giggles I've gotten was her interview with Funny Marco. All the other ones I was like, okay, like it's getting tired. But because it was so fresh and new, like I love awkward comedy and very dry comedy. And it was just like, so insane like why would you guys ask those questions i was giggling i got some really solid giggles like (laughs) isn't like the top three giggles that i've got all year girl the drake one was funny as hell to me like i was i watched the full thing like i really did i was like wow like this girl yeah and i didn't realize that was a character she does but like she does that in every every podcast girl more than anything i'm confused on how she keeps getting these like her first out the gate funny marco and then drake like We've been podcasting for a year. You know how hard it would be for us to get Drake on this podcast to be a type of black boy? Drake? <laughs> That's insane. Like, more power to her because I don't know how she's doing it. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I, I, I don't, actually haven't watched any of her podcast or videos, but when you said Drake, I'm assuming it's the girl that's in bed with him. Like, yep. yeah, I need to watch that. I've been hearing a lot about it, so I definitely need to check that out. Yeah. yeah, she kind of blew up out of nowhere. She she does a lot of other podcasts where she's like, yeah, I'm just like really badly in debt. Like I'm not really making money, any money off of these, these podcasts. And I'm like, sorry, girl, but I'm, I'm getting that's, that's what kind of made me believe that she is in an industry plan. Because people were saying, oh, she's an industry plan. How does she get Drake as her second guest ever? Like that's kind of insane. But I think the girl just got really lucky. Like in one of her interviews, she was saying like she she offered someone $300 to put her in contact with Funny Marco. Yep. And that person like, did and then drake saw the funny marco interview and then that's how drake messaged her and was like hey like you know i'd be on your pod so i think it just worked out and then of course drake you know everybody so drake posting it so now yeah. she is a little yachty and tyga and yeah crazy all the all the rappers all the rappers crazy. i need to watch her I think to have tokyo tony on there bro her <laughs> uganda i love that sound <laughs> tokyo tony said baby i own businesses <laughs> Like, is this lady? Who is this lady? But yeah, um, oh, more power to Bobby. I mean, if we could get Drake on here one day, I'll take it. Every I'll time. Forget that. Oh. Let's get Brent on. I'm offering 500 right now to whoever can get Brent. Well, she's very serious too. Dead ass. Like, we'll scrape together. We will get. I don't know, moms. It's it, it, it'll have yeah. to come out of the podcast fund. We got no. something. <laughs> I will say I don't I don't know if I have anybody on the level of how like you and Brent are. Like I'm really trying to think like who Because realistically I'm not getting Beyonce on here. 
That's out. The lady don't even do interviews with, with BBT. Just kidding. <laughs> you got me there. You definitely did get, did get me there with the Never Say Never Justin Bieber vibe. But, like, I, with, let, let's start Jayden with Brent. Smith vibes. Like, I, I, don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I I really did enjoy this episode. Like, I'm really glad we got through all the calls. But I'm really glad we, like, just got to bond yeah. over. Fun. Yeah. 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 This is, nope. like, a real convo. Like, for real. Like, we really talk about some real shit. Nope. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Before we end this pod, we're going to get into why would you say that if this is your first time um, listening, um, we get real to Lulu at towards the end of the episodes and me and Danae just say some out of pocket stuff. That's just kind of our friendship and girls in general. So this segment's called why would you say that and we me and Danae's friendship started as Twitter friends like like yeah. Twitter fingers vibes. So um, we we always we might not text throughout the week, but we will send Twitter DMs. And so we're gonna sh- start sharing um, a few of our favorite Twitter DMs that we've sent and that we've seen. Um, Danasia has a solid amount of the Alabama brawl things bookmark. So Danasia <laughs> has a few of those. I'll go through our DMs and pick a few of my faves, and then Jaden, if you have any, please share. Um, and that'll be the end of the episode. <laughs> So, uh, I'll have you go first. Oh my god, I'm already giggling. I'm already giggling. Okay, so the first. Okay, so we've had a lot of pop culture things happen in the midst of this podcast season alone. Like for one, Ariana Grande stealing everybody man. She dated SpongeBob. When did that happen, Mom? That picture scares me every time it comes to my timeline. They look like brother and sister. Ariana, what are you doing here? So Michelle wish Michelle Obama. I'm saying Michelle like we like friends. Michelle Obama said, happy birthday to my favorite thoughtful guy. Love you always, Barack Obama. I guess it was his birthday, right? Somebody quoted and said, posting this for Ariana can see it is crazy. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do y'all know do y'all know who Debrat is? Like I if you're not black, you might not, but like yeah. you know, like she she's dating this girl. She does she got a really big booty and she make miracle drops. So yeah, that's her. If you don't know, you I don't know. But somebody said, um, my uh the brat is to make up what Queen Latifah is to hair. And I was like, okay, like look, Queen Latifah's hair is always gonna be done. Yeah, the, best, the brat breakup is I mean makeup is always gonna be good. And somebody said, My baby brat might be wearing a flaming hot short set, but that face gonna be beat. Why would you say a flaming <laughs> hot? And you know she would that. That's the sad part. Like she loves her little sets, but that makeup, yeah. Okay. Every freaking, every freaking time. Um. Okay. Let me see. Wait, 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 wait. I forgot about this one. This one. This person said, "How do I change my Amber Alert settings to colored kids only?" Oh. <laughs> Bro, somebody, somebody said that they were in a job interview, and I was like, "Do you have any social media?" And they were like, "No." And they were like, "Is this you?" And it was that tweet. Everybody in the comments like, why is everybody laughing? I want to know. <laughs> I just would like to know. <laughs> I'm being that serious. Like, no, like actually, um, who? <laughs> Bruh, oh my God. Okay, the Lizzo thing also happened during this season. Oh, frick. Yeah. Bruh, I think this might be our most out-of-pocket one yet. Like, first of all, someone said, Call- calling Lizzo our belly after this drama this week is insane. Our belly i feel like you sent me that and i was like 
why would you say that? Like, I suit everybody's body positive until the girlies do right. something wrong. Right. Thank like, you. I'm like, everybody hating on Lizzo. Talk about, oh, I always didn't like her because she was bigger. And now I just got a reason. I said, y'all are wrong. Like, people really be like on her head. Okay. Like, I know she, you know, the article did come out. She was doing some things. But don't just say that because she's a black woman that's bigger. Okay. Let's not do that. That part. That part. Now, if she really is a villain. Okay, let's villainize her character. <laughs> our belly? Our belly is, is creative. You got to give them that. Creative, you're done. Everybody's so creative. <laughs> I'll give them that. Um, somebody, somebody posted a four loco in like a rhino pill. And if you know, they do like their, their sex pills. Somebody said, this combo took me to places I wouldn't go with a gun. Why are you? What is that? to be there <laughs> oh you my god this is cocaine like that like that's kind of adjacent like a four loco and a and a rhino pill both of those things alone are enough no, i don't think i've ever had a four loco i don't think i'm ever gonna do it I, no. girl girl Maybe. let's just say i had one night out and we all took four locos and that became the title of our group chat. It was such a crazy night. We just caught ourselves the four locos. I say, yeah, never again. Oh, wow. One should experience a four loco night at least once in their life. Oh, easily. That's 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 the bucket <laughs> list for sure. For sure. Honestly, I have a um uh what is it? Uh that gay the gay white guy that Sharpay's brother. That guy? Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, I thank you. Mean, but... Yeah, he's coming out here and DJing a Disney night. Oh on Thursday. fun. Yeah. And that might be, granted, will I have a banging migraine? Because y'all know I don't drink. Y'all know I don't drink. But, I mean, there's not another time that I'm going to have a furlough connect. Because, like, I, I, I just want a reason to to wear my pretty little thing boots. I just thought, like, that's the only reason why I'm going. Really. Girl, I would say drink some liquid IV beforehand. Because that furlough going, do you mean? Because she, she had a Simply Lemonade when we was in Dreamville. And I've never seen her act like that. I said, Mom. You're going to have to do some increments, you know. You're going to have to do some prep. Maybe not a full four loco because that's just insane. Like I'm not going. I need to take the day off. I need yeah. to take the day off. Yeah, really. it's giving go half. It's giving go half. Absolutely. Um, speaking of babies, um, somebody said ever since I learned that the flat back head is from lack of tummy time slash your mom's laying on you on your back too much, I be seeing it immediately in black men. Like, OMG, your mom's so trash. <laughs> I actually didn't know that was a thing. Me yeah. either, but I was I was listening to Fee the Comedian's um podcast and she she actually takes a few of our she took a few of our um tep to- episode topics and made them her own and she was talking about how like one of her first boyfriends had a flat flat back and like she was like, "Yeah, your mama didn't take care of you." Right. That's crazy. And she was like, "It was just flat in the back." And I was like, "Why would you say that?" <laughs> I just imagine okay. them putting on a hat and it just got a little gap at the back. Yeah, and it's just literally just straight back. Like <laughs> And you oh know God. what? And I'm not gonna say there's a direct pipeline, but a lot of the men that I see have heads like that. They be having that like the fade and I think this is a Texas thing and they have the little puff in the back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking like, about. A little just- braid? No, no, not the little braid, the puff. It's like the literally no, but the, the braid too. The braid too. Oh, I feel like sometimes they be wearing them free forms too, the free form lots, because it hides the flatness. Oh, <laughs> and you would never know. You would literally never know. And they'd be like, bruh, 
in a in a world full of dreadheads, can we please bring back the waves? Bro. Can we bring back waves? Like I, as a wave girl, I've been Doing suffering, too. fighting tooth and nail. Because the dreadheads need to get retwisted. Yes. And you know what that means? Sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, Hallie. Let's put I'm sick. I'm tired. Like, please. I'm- all right, Hallie. <laughs> like, Chloe. Please. I've had enough. That was why would you say that in itself? Yeah, Yeah, no, no, no. I I think the waves will make a return soon because you know cycles, fashion and and hair cycles. But I need it to come a little bit quicker because I miss when when the guys be doing the like drip checks, like you know they be taking off their do rag. That was cute. Yeah, back do rags, please. Not not bonnets. Bring back do rags. (laughs) Um, this person said. Also, the Tory Lanez thing happened that we didn't get a chance to cover. Shout out to whoever put him in there. Um, someone said they sentenced Tory to death. Ong, just spreading misinformation. You're annoying for that. Like, <laughs> spreading misinformation on Twitter, right? And someone quoted and said they got to put a booster seat on the electric chair. She say that, bro. Digital footprint. Digital footprint. The amount of tweets that came out of that was insane. Like Oh, and he had shirts ready. Talk about some free Tory. Annoying. Nobody's wearing. Them. Yeah. <laughs> some people hey, I wouldn't there are some people that are rocking yeah. that right now. They already got their order placed. Yeah. Um, um, okay, I think I'm gonna do one last one. Uh, uh, Freck. Somebody said talking to a bald head in word is too grown for me. I agree. I agree. Like that's giving uncle a little bit. Like why yeah. are we bald? Mind you, I will say I have been a victim. But my first boyfriend, the only reason why he was bald. Okay, wait a minute. It, wait a minute. This is news to me. The man was bald. Moms, yes, he didn't believe in haircuts. He said, Why would I pay for haircuts if I could do it for myself? So he would just shave his head with a razor. Mm. Anyways, um, that was a collective moment of silence. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, that makes sense. I like to save money too. So, you do a lot of crazy things when you really like somebody. Yeah, for real. For real. No, yeah, no, that's fine. It feels like your first boyfriend. It's like, fine, whatever. Like, I'll let it's like, okay, babe. I'll oil the, I'll oil the yeah. scout for you. Might even tell your future for a second. Like, do something. Listen. <laughs> the right dreadhead come along. I might start looking up YouTube tutorials on how to do a retwist. Right. You don't know. Because right. nobody else is having his head in between their legs. Right. Sorry. Bruh, me and my friend have a running joke that we're going to start a retwist business. <laughs> she talked about no payment terms listed on the website. I said, you're sick. You're sick. Um, oh my gosh. Mom, what's your last one? Why would you say that? And we'll go ahead and wrap this up. But this is my last true. one is someone said, you ever had a racist experience, but it was actually funny. Um, <laughs> and someone quoted and said, a white dude was cussing me out on the phone and I mispronounced because I he mispronounced my name. I corrected him and he said, Well, Uga Booga, as I was saying. Yeah, he might have ate you up with that one. <laughs> he might have ate you up. He might have ate you up. 
a little freaking bit. Booga so, Booga is completely insane because why is that the first black name you right. think of? Like, that's Wait, he said he said his real name is African and it's Ongodole. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a good one. I think I may have cackled just a little bit and be like, all right. He might have ate that one little thing, that one little thing. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Wow, well, we've had a time, y'all. Thank yeah. you so much, Dayton. We've had a great laugh. This entire yeah. time. Y'all are hilarious. Great. I was so happy and thrilled when y'all asked me to be on here. I was like, of course. Like, I got I got oh, Absolutely. Yes. yes. Your daughter's our first type A black baby. So, yeah. you know, yes. we're having a great time. I was like, yeah. we'll start the trend. Trust me. I, I might throw a little little Instagram story post, put the hashtag on the okay. her life. Have the TAB. Season four, we're going to be like, we're bringing back Riley. To- <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Look, save that in the idea, you know, put it in the calendar. Some years later. Yep. It's absolutely. in the doc. It's in the drop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, that's so fun. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on. And you guys will see her all up and down the story when this uh, episode comes out. Um, yeah. But, Jaden, where can they find you? And just plug yourself. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at baby underscore JZR. Like I said earlier in the episode, I do dance. So go ahead and show me some love. You know, you don't know who yeah. who, who might book me for something. Don't don't play. Yeah, but, yeah, but. yeah, thank you guys so much for having, having me on this episode. Of course.